Welcome to I Hear Design and Interiors and Sources podcast. I'm Katie Yale, the Editor-in-Chief of Interiors and Sources magazine, and we are here today with Andrea Magno, the color and design expert for Benjamin Moore. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. So we were kind of chatting before this that the idea um, behind this particular episode was to really look at Benjamin Moore's Color of the Year and how the history of Color of the Year came about and what designers can do with this color. Um, So will you just start off by explaining a little bit about uh, how you came to work with Benjamin Moore and what your job entails? Well, everything that I do at Benjamin Moore involves color in some way. So um, I'm part of the color and design team, and we deal with everything from professional color tools to color cards. Um, We'll work with our digital team on color, the color experience online, Uh, really anything that pertains to color and Benjamin Moore somehow or some way comes through our group. So it's really exciting, and we're always doing all different kinds of product uh, projects, and you know, different different kinds of things that all come back to color. I think that's so fun. Like I don't, I think I was nearing the end of my undergraduate when I found out that there is such a thing as a job where people just work with color, and I was like, wait, wait, wait! Like nobody ever told me this at at any of the job fairs. Um, so when you're looking at color and and what designers can do with color, where are you getting inspiration and how does that process come about? Well, we're looking at all different influences. Um, you know, it can, and inspiration can come from anywhere. So we, our whole team basically always has our antenna up looking for anything that makes us stop and pause and, you know, makes us say, wow, that's a really interesting color for such and such reason. So, you know, we're looking at the auto industry, we're looking at fashion, we're looking at interiors, we're looking at retail you know, even if we're on a personal trip and we happen to see an amazing color or some kind of interesting use of color, we're taking pictures and we're capturing that. And then we're bringing all of that inspiration back to our studio. And we're constantly on the lookout to see, you know, what's next? What should we have, you know, kind of in mind for our color trends, for different projects that we're working on? Um, You know, because there's so many, so many different ways that we bring color into our world. So, you know, you never know when something's going to spur on a new idea. Mm. What is, just off the top of your head, is there one piece of inspiration that really surprised you that there was, you know, one event in which someone brought something in and it was like, wow, I never, like, I didn't think that I could get a color inspiration from this thing. Um, you know, what's most interesting to me is when the whole team is kind of on the same page with a particular color direction. And when we've had all different kinds of experiences, but yet we're all gravitating towards a particular color family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had that in different years when we're working on the palette for our color of the year or what's, you know, what what are the big colors? And, you know, we'll kind of divide and conquer when we're going out on all of our research trips. And, you know, even if one person was in Asia and one person was in Milan and one person was in Paris and one person was right in New York, we're all kind of coming to this, you know, middle ground where 
we're all in agreement and we're all seeing something that's very similar. And it's really interesting because it's based on so many different experiences. So I think that's kind of an interesting aha moment that we've had that happen several times. Mm. And when you're looking for the color of the year, um, first thing, how long has Benjamin Moore put out a color of the year? We've been doing a color of the year for for many years, um, but you know, I would say over the past five years, it's really kind of grown in um, in scope and how much we're doing around it. So, which is really really exciting. Um, you know, I think it's something that whether it's designers or consumers or you know all these different customer groups are really interested to know what we're seeing. And it's it's great because we get to be the eyes and ears of designers, of architects, and even color savvy homeowners. And we're able to deliver that information back to them. So it's it's a lot of fun, you know, and like you said before, um, you know, who knew that there was a job out there that centered around colors like this? You know, I know when I was in design school, I had uh, someone from Benjamin Moore come in and speak to one of my classes. And basically this was his job. And I, everyone in the room, I will tell you, thought it was the most amazing job mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> so, you know, so it's really, really exciting and, and fun to kind of be in that position now. So it's, it's really cool. So for 2019, um, the color has been announced as Metropolitan AF. 690. Um, Will you tell us a little bit about the color and how that came to be the color of the year? Well, Metropolitan is a very sophisticated and balanced and composed and comforting gray. And what's interesting about it is that, you know, we've been seeing gray for a number of years, right? So, you know, it's something that's really popular already in the marketplace. But what's interesting about this particular gray is the way that it's able to adapt to its surroundings and how it can complement so many different design styles, you know, and it really works in amazing ways with lighting. So Mm -hmm. that's something that's really exciting about it. Plus the fact that um, this year when we were, you know, playing around with some different grays and trying to figure out exactly which gray was going to be the right one Mm -hmm. for the year, we were thinking a lot about sheen and how, you know, the, the finish has a real impact on the color, you know, so it can either be softened in a more matte finish, or it can be more glamorous in a high gloss or a semi-gloss. So that was something that we were really playing around with, you know, just to see how how versatile number one gray can be and how it can be this great backdrop for all of these different um, other colors and different influences mm-hmm. that we're seeing. So I have seen the, uh, the images and they're gorgeous. I love the fact that you, uh, that Benjamin Moore really did play with that, the light and the shadowing in the photos so that you can see that. Um, I have a, my problem is my computer apparently is not the exact correct color. Uh, so does this kind of have a blue tone or is that my computer acting up? <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a- Well, it's funny because it depends on the light. And um, actually, when we were shooting the card and, uh, you know, we use the color in a number of different rooms throughout one house. And so, you know, you can be in one room and the light 
reacts one way, you give me another room and the light is coming in a different way. And the impact that that had on the color was really, really interesting. So in some rooms, it would take on a little bit of a blue cast, you know, a little bit of a blue undertone, whereas in some rooms it had a little bit of kind of a, a sage kind of undertone. And other times it was the perfect gray. And it was beautiful in any instance. So, you know, it wasn't like in one room we liked it, in another room we didn't. We loved it in every single room. And, you know, we have people so many times, you know, all the time asking, what's the perfect gray? And, you know, it's it's an interesting color in that we have to, um, you know, you have to look at it and understand it in the light. And this is a perfect example of how color is so interesting and it's there's so much more to it. And it can do such great things to complement whether it's stone or fabric or even wood mm-hmm. tones and, you know, really and tying so I know the entire that, um, space together. It, the, the press information kind of explains a little bit about uh, a few of the inspirations. You know, it says a stack of fresh linens, reflective uh, metallic accents, and these easygoing neutrals. Um, where were inspiration... Uh, where did it come from? Like, did you have anything specifically that the team brought in or was it kind of you, there was an initial thought of gray being what you wanted to kind of go towards? How did that process uh, come about? Well, you know, when we set out to figure out the color for the coming year, we never, it could be anything, right? At the onset, we have a totally open mind to figure out what the color is going to be. And that's where we start to collect and, you know, sort of find these little moments where we're bringing them back to figure out if there's some kind of common theme. And um, last year we had Caliente, which was such a bold and strong color. And we were feeling sort of a shift in the overall mood, you know, more of a, um, uh, you know, a co- cultural and social kind of climate where everything was really exciting and, you know, mm-hmm. punchy and red was really the right color to um, capture that. But then for this year, we were seeing everyone looking to sort of retreat and move away from that and kind of, you know, go into like this enclave in their own home where it's a little bit softer, they can pause, they have this sense of quietude. And that was, that became a real driving force in, um, you know, just sort of what, what the climate was telling us. And so we wanted to articulate that through color. And, um, you know, one of our, um, our team members, Ellen O'Neill, who's our director of strategic intelligence, she was actually on a trip in, um, Great Britain. And she was at a country house with some friends and, you know, she was really struck by the landscape and seeing all of these beautiful neutrals and the gray of the sky and the clouds and the stone. And even there were some dogs there that, you know, worked with the color palette. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she always says, well, I'm not really a neutral person, but she was really kind of taken by this whole sort of scene in front of her. And it was really it really felt right in that whole notion of getting away from the noise and just kind of finding this, you know, quietude and sense of calm that we can bring into the home. Mm -hmm. And so this color in particular just really felt right to, to bring that message forward. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. And I, I like this, um, you know, this focus on calming and that kind of mental and physical wellness within a space caused by, you know, the emotions that can change or the psychological effects 
of color on a person. Um, yeah, I was reading something online recently where someone was talking about the fact that they spend so much time when they're home online and home was always this, you know, this safe haven, this place where, where it's just, you know, you and your family and it's, it's safe. But because of the fact that we're on the internet so much and we have all of our, you know, everything we have can basically go online these days, you're inviting the outer world inside. And it, you know, this idea that it can make you feel uneasy in your own space. Um, so I really love this idea of bringing the house back to this calming, you're okay, you know, it's very restorative and, and quiet. So you can kind of recharge for the day. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I mean, we're all we're all pulled in so many different directions. We're all so busy. You know, we've got our phones going off and we're on the computer and then we've got the tablet. going. You know, we're just, you know, inundated by just so much. You know, it's like just take a beat, stop, just enjoy the little things, you know, mm -hmm. focus on the details around you and these little beautiful moments and, you know, turn off the phone, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, in, enjoy other things and, you know, have that, that quiet around you. And, and the home is the perfect place for that. And, um, and, you know, I think the palette that we selected for this year also has that same feel to it, but yet there's a nice range of different colors and different options that, that you can use to sort of accentuate that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And so how many colors are in this palette? So for this year, there's 15 colors that we chose. And in past years, we've had more colors. We've had 23. But for this year, you know, as we were doing all of the palette work, we just felt like 15 was just the right number. You know, it doesn't, we don't have a set number that it needs to be each year. It's just more what feels right and what's going to articulate the story and the mood and, you know, help people understand the essence of the concept and, and you know, the tone for mm -hmm. the coming year. And so most of these palettes are, are these neutrals. Um, I'm also seeing some uh, pinks and some teals. Um, will you explain a little bit how the whole palette came together and what the hope is for designers in using this palette? Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm so excited about the palette because there are so many colors in here that are so welcoming and usable. And, you know, we have a nice balance between um, a number of off-whites and pales, and then there's several mid-tones. And then the deeper colors are, you know, they're more dramatic. So I think everything is very balanced in the palette. And, you know, it's a relationship between the colors and how you can create all of these different color combinations and color stories, even just within the selection of 15 colors. Um, you know, there's a number of really nice grays and, you know, they have some blue undertones, but then there's also some warmer colors like Putnam Ivory and Kona. So there's so much versatility and variety that you can create from these colors, but then, um, you know, it's all very cohesive together. So you could honestly use this palette for an inspiration for an entire room. You could do it for an entire house. You know, I think, um, you know, the response that we've been getting has been great in that it's really almost inspiring people to paint. Mm -hmm. You know, there are really good colors in there that they're, they can envision in their home, which is always one of the big challenges that we run into. 
and um, they're they're relatable colors. So I think people can envision what they would look like in a space, and the fact that they complement so many other things, whether it be fabrics or carpets or stone or you know any of these different materials. Um, but when we're putting the palette together. You know, we want to, we have the color of the year that's kind of the highlight, but we also want to have colors that can be used with it and in combination and kind of support it. So it, it does help to set the overall tone for the palette. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very, you know, uh, spa-like as well. And uh, do you have any thoughts on it within the commercial market, um, where this would work best or uh, where you would like to see it? I think it could work in a number of commercial kinds of spaces. You know, I mean, even thinking about the hospitality industry, Mm -hmm. you know, I can imagine some, you know, maybe the entry, the lobby to a hotel would be amazing in one of the deeper colors and how you can, you know, bring in other elements to create contrast. And then, you know, in other spaces like guest rooms, you can use some of the more tranquil, paler kind of colors like um, pashmina or balboa mist or, you know, any of those kind of colors. Um, You know, I think it's just so versatile that you could use it in any kind of space. Um, Hospitality is the first that comes to mind just because I can, I have a picture of it in my mind, right? But, you know, even, even think about, you know, a a really elegant restaurant that has some of the, either the lighter or the darker colors and the way that all of these colors can be enhanced by lighting Mm -hmm. and really using lighting strategically and to your advantage can be um, really, really powerful too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to laugh a little bit about the names. I'm always so curious how colors come up with their names. Is that something that your your team also does? Yeah, well, you know, we our team has worked on naming colors, but um, you know, over the years, different um, collections have taken on you know different different means of coming up with names. You know, there have been uh, instances where all of the names are based on historical locations. Um, sometimes, even years and years ago, when we came out with a palette, employees were able to submit names and, you know, they would go through a pretty thorough vetting process to, you know, make sure that the names were appropriate for use. And, you know, you never know how we're, you know, how we're going to come up with, uh, with these different names. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I can't remember what movie it was. It was like some teen comedy when I, I think I was in the later years of, of high school or early college where somebody asked just off hand like where do you think they get the the names for you know nail polish colors and ever since then so it's been like 20 years of me going like where do they get the names like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no it's and it's a very extensive process Mm -hmm. you know that that we go through you know checking in with a number of different groups and you know and the challenge behind that is that when you have so many colors you can't repeat a name (laughs) so your options become somewhat limited but and when you're looking at a palette um what is the longevity that you're planning on uh because i've met people before who And honestly, I I was one of these people for a long time, too, that it was like, that's the color of the year. Like, I'm not going to change everything automatically. And then within two or three years, I find myself obsessed with that color. Um, You Mm -hmm. kind of have, 
what kind of longevity do you think about with your color of the year? Well, that's a really good question because, you know, when you talk about something like nail polish or fashion where it can be in and out within 12 months and it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to interiors and undergoing a painting project, you want to be, be sure that that color is going to last for a number of years. And that's really the lens that we always use when we're looking at colors for um, our trends palette. So even though we have the word trend associated with it, you know, in a way, some of these colors, they really defy trends because we know that people will paint every five to seven years. So not only do we look at the palette at the, you know, for the coming year to make sure that it's going to be a cult, you know, a palette that's going to live on beyond, you know, 12 months, mm -hmm. but we'll also look at it in relation to past trends palettes that we've put out. So that way you can almost see this evolution mm -hmm. from one year to the next and where, you know, if you painted your home in breath of fresh air in 2014, that color is still a fantastic color and you can bring in other colors from 2019 and they're going to pair perfectly mm. with those colors. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a different approach than I think other industries may use just because we know that we need to really build that longevity into the colors that we're, you know, putting forth. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked yet that you think our listeners should really know about the color of the year and how they should be looking at using it in the upcoming year or five? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I would just say when we when we're looking at color trends, you know, we're looking at it from a perspective of information sharing. You know, it's not a proclamation. We're not saying, you know, you have to run out and do this or do that, you know, particularly to architects and designers, because they all are savvy when it comes to using color. And for that group in particular, I think it's bringing them different ideas. You know, maybe they haven't seen a particular color in a while and we're bringing it to the forefront and maybe that'll trigger an idea for, you know, their next project or, you never know, you know, so it's it's kind of a different approach, I think, than maybe the way we would go to a homeowner who, you know, isn't quite sure how to start. So then it becomes a little bit more of that, you know, consultation sort of, uh, you know, environment. But but for, for the professional, it's just more, these are the things that we've been seeing. We do an extensive amount of travel and research. And, you know, we take a lot of pride in being able to bring this information back to, you know, designers and architects because, you know, they're busy. They may not be able to do this kind of work. You know, they may not be able to go to the Milan Furniture Fair or Maison mm -hmm. Objet. And so we're able to, you know, provide information that, that can help them, you know, in all different kinds of ways. Oh God. How many photos does your team come back with from those shows? Thousands. <laughs> Thousands. I'm always afraid that I'm not going to have room on my phone and I'm going to be in the middle of a show and my phone, you know, my camera's going to be like <laughs> out of space. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah, extra, extra went, batteries and storage is in, very important. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Saloni for the first time last year, and I think I spent half a day just being overwhelmed before realizing, okay, I can only 
I can only do a little bit of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I that show, everything on my phone. <laughs> uh, that show is huge. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. But and it's not only just the show, you know, at the um, you know, the fairgrounds, it's all of the other events that are happening around the city. It's just mm. an unbelievable amount of stuff going on, you know. So oh, yeah. it's, it's great, you know. I mean, you're just able to bring back so much information that, you know, it's it's terrific. That's great. Um, oh, I do have just one last question. How far ahead do you start looking at the color of the year? Oh, we start right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as we launch, it's, you know, hurry up and figure out, okay, now we need to shift gears and start thinking about the next year. Oh, just yeah. because it takes, you know, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just, uh, you know, we put a lot of thought and a lot of, you know, reasoning and whatnot into it. So, and we want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's right for our customers and for, you know, really reporting on what's the most relevant thing out there. So um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to start talking about it very soon. (laughs) I have no idea what it's going to be next year, but we'll definitely start those conversations very soon. It's kind of like that whole, um, why are Christmas trees out? It's August, you know, it's like, you're thinking about yeah. 2000, <laughs> 2020 and it's uh you know november so of 2018 yep. so uh-huh. yeah i mean right now we've already got a team member is at dutch design week oh, so nice. <laughs> not too early to start well thank you again so much for joining us today thank you thank you for having me Uh, So for all our listeners out there, please uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, And as always, we love to hear any feedback. We love to hear comments and questions. And if you have any ideas or thoughts at all, please visit interiorsandsources.com or feel free to drop me an email. Um, I always love reading our readers' emails. Uh, I read every single one of them. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, please be sure to let us know. And until next time, thanks so much.